Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, last time we finished with Mr. Lang telling April and Finn that they had to go in the cockroach races. So now we're going to pick up with them having to find their cockroach. Here we go. Chapter 9, The First Hurdle. When they got home, April and Finn set to work looking for cockroaches. It was a lot harder than they imagined. They searched down the back of the kitchen cabinets, pulled out the kickboard and even dragged out the refrigerator from the wall so they could look behind it. Nothing. They did find a spider, but it didn't last long because Pumpkin ate it. I thought there were supposed to be thousands of cockroaches in every home, said April. They're just good at hiding, said Finn. They're thigmatropic. What does that mean? asked April. They like to be touching as many surfaces as possible, said Finn, so they squeeze themselves into tiny spaces. I read somewhere that they particularly like to live inside microwaves. But they'd be cooked, said April. Only in the oven part, said Finn. Inside the panelling, it's nice and warm. There's lots of delicious cooking grease nearby, and there are loads of crevasses to hide in. April looked at their father's microwave. She had an evil gleam in her eye. Let's open it up. Do you think Dad will mind, asked Finn. Only if he notices, said April. He's been shut up in his office since we got home from school. We could be testing thermonuclear devices in here and he wouldn't know about it. Of course he wouldn't, said Finn. If we were testing a thermonuclear device, he'd be dead from the radiation poisoning. April was already rifling through the cutlery drawers, looking for something she could use to prise open the microwave. Fortunately, their father was not good at cooking, so he kept a lot of mechanical tools in them. April soon found a variety of screwdrivers, spanners and pliers, but the implements she took up were a chisel and heavy mallet. "'Are you sure that's a good idea?' asked Finn, as he watched his sister start attacking the microwave. "'No,' said April, panting between heavy blows of the mallet. The metal began to buckle under the point of the chisel, and the plastic fronting soon tore away and cracked. April grabbed hold of this and pulled, completely separating the digital keypad from the backing. They both peered at the electronics within. Can you see anything? asked Finn. Just the inside of the microwave, said April. What are you doing? asked Dad, bursting into the kitchen and startling April and Finn. Did you find a listening device in the microwave? Or a hidden camera? He dropped his voice to a whisper. Is someone watching us? Um, I'm tempted to say yes, said April. We're looking for cockroaches, said Finn. We need one to enter in the cockroach races. Their father looked horrified. He staggered back a step. Cockroaches, he exclaimed. There are none in this house. I have it thoroughly sprayed four times a year by pest controllers. Isn't that a bit excessive, asked April. I don't think mum ever had our house sprayed. They're horrible disease-carrying creatures, said dad. I won't have them here. But you're a gardener, said April. Aren't you supposed to like bugs? 
I hate them all, said Dad. Aphids eat my roses, centipedes destroy my strawberries, and butterflies are a nightmare. Butterflies are pretty, said April, who wasn't usually a connoisseur of beauty, but even she could appreciate that they were nice. Butterflies are the worst, exploded Dad. They destroyed the new growth on my citrus last autumn. Okay, said Finn, patting his dad comfortingly on the arm. Why don't you go back to your office? We'll reconstruct the microwave, then bring you a nice cup of tea. You just relax. Have a nap. You didn't find any cockroaches, did you? worried Dad. I can't sleep if there's one in the house. No, not one, said Finn. You must have an excellent pest controller. Oh, yes, she's very thorough, agreed Dad. I have to wear a respirator for a week after she's been because the house smells so bad. They watched Dad leave. I told you he wouldn't notice if we took apart the microwave, said April. Only because he's bonkers. What are we going to do, asked Finn. Once we find a cockroach, we'll have to bring it back here. He'll freak out. We'll worry about that later, said April. First, we need to find a cockroach. Let's go meet the neighbours. Maybe one of them will have lower hygiene standards than Dad. Finn, April and Pumpkin went over to their next-door neighbour's house. The property had a long tree-lined driveway, just like their own, but that is where the similarity ended. When they got to the top and the trees opened out, a magnificent mansion came into view. It was nothing like their own humble home. This house was new and clean and shiny. It looked like a home from an interior decorating magazine. It was almost too good to live in. Of the three of them, only Pumpkin wasn't intimidated. He did a poop in the middle of the perfectly manicured lawn. Finn and April had known rich people in the city, but no one rich enough to own a house like this. Asking a normal person if they had cockroaches was hard, but asking a super rich person who lived in a beautiful mansion if their home was pest infested might sound rude. You knock, said Finn nervously. No, you do it, said April, stuffing her hands in her pockets to make them inaccessible. She didn't like following orders. You do it, said Finn, you're closer. We're exactly the same distance away, said April. Just knock on the door, said Finn, stepping back. You're taller, so it's easier for you. You're older. You should take the leadership role, said April. People like girls better, said Finn. You should do it. Don't you start your gender bias on me, exclaimed April, turning on her brother. Pumpkin ran over, barking, sensing a fight was about to break out. In the end, neither of them knocked. When the door opened a minute later, April had Finn in a headlock and was trying to give him a wedgie, while Finn tried to fight April off by whacking her with her own shoe. Pumpkin was hanging off the back of Finn's jumper by his teeth. Hello? They glanced up. It was Loretta. She looked even more beautiful than she had that morning. She was dressed for riding now, wearing long, shiny boots, tight jodhpurs and a flowery blouse. We didn't knock, said April, confused. I know, agreed Loretta, but you set off the intruder alarm. The security firm that monitors the hidden cameras rang, advising me to put the house in lockdown. But I was ever so curious to see who the intruders were, so I opened the door. We didn't mean to bother you, said Finn. I can see that, said Loretta. Clearly you're busy. April let Finn out of the headlock and he straightened his shorts while returning April's shoe. Pumpkin let go of Finn's jumper and dropped onto the gravel driveway so he could run over to Loretta for a pat. The reason we're here, said Finn, is we're looking for a cockroach. You're going to go in the races, exclaimed Loretta, clapping her hands in delight. How marvellous! You're going in them too, asked April. Oh, yes, said Loretta. I enter every year. I got Daddy to ship over a Madagascan hissing cockroach. It arrived two days ago. She's huge. I think she's going to be a good racer. We need to get one, said Finn. 
Oh, the race is five days away, said Loretta. You don't have time to order one online. You'll have to find a normal cockroach. That's what most kids do anyway. We don't mean to be rude, but do you think you might have any here, asked Finn. Dad is overzealous with pest control, so there's none at our place. I'm sure there must be, said Loretta, waving them into the house. Let's have a look. Finn, April and Loretta spent over an hour searching for a cockroach. Loretta very kindly let them rifle through the whole house. She didn't even make them take off their shoes before walking on the expensive Persian carpets, the pristine polished marble floors or the impeccably ironed linen bedding. They spent quite a lot of time standing on the master bed because it was the only way they could pull down the cut glass light fitting to see if there were cockroaches inside. Eventually, after dismantling the -the state-of-the-art stainless steel microwave in the designer gourmet kitchen, then putting it back together with sticky tape, April and Finn had their roach. She looked like a normal, ordinary cockroach, but it had taken a long time to catch her as she scurried about the kitchen floor desperately trying to escape, so they had hopes she would make a top racer. Well done, said Loretta. What are you going to call her? You name your cockroaches, asked April. Of course, said Loretta. The commentator has to yell out something when they take the lead. There's a commentator, asked Finn. So people take these races pretty seriously then? Oh my word, yes, said Loretta. There's a commentator, a referee, an official weigh-in and a camera crew. What's the camera crew for, asked April. The races are televised, said Loretta. No way, said Finn. Yes way, said Loretta. It's very popular. People watch them all around the world. They love it in Japan. We had a Japanese team enter a couple of years ago, but they misunderstood the rules. Apparently in their country, there's a game show where people put cockroaches down their pants. Several contestants were lost before we could get hold of a translator to explain that's not the way we play the game here in Currawong. You're kidding, said Finn. Oh no, said Loretta. It's televised across India as well. But then most things you can gamble on are televised in India. People gamble on cockroach races, exclaimed April incredulously. Of course, said Loretta. I don't see how that's any harder to believe than betting on horses or greyhounds. In fact, it makes much more sense. Cockroaches are far cheaper to keep, and it's easier to televise because the race takes place in a two-metre-wide circle, so you only need one camera. When you think about it, it's amazing it hasn't taken off in more places. Well, thank you for letting us look for a cockroach in your house, said April, begrudgingly. She didn't like being grateful to anyone, especially someone so beautiful and charming, but it had been kind to let them search the splendidly decorated home. Yeah, and if you have any problems with the microwave, let me know, said Finn. I'm good at fixing things. Oh, this isn't my house or my microwave, said Loretta. Of course, it's your parents' house, said Finn, but thank you anyway. No, it's not their house either, said Loretta. But you live here, said Finn. No, I live in the house on the other side of yours, said Loretta, the big blue one with the more modern architecture. Then whose house is this? asked April. Mrs Sherman, said Loretta. She works in the city during the week. She's a terribly important lawyer, or judge, or or something to do with sending people to jail. Actually, I think technically she's Justice Sherman. She does keep asking me to call her that. Then why are you in her house? asked Finn. Do you come over to water the plants? Oh, no, laughed Loretta. I break in for fun. 
You're yanking our chain, said April incredulously. It's true, said Loretta. These people who buy weekenders are never here, not even on weekends, because they're always too busy. It's fun breaking in and looking at their stuff. Mrs Sherman has a lovely grand piano. It's a lot of fun to play. Miss Smith across the road always has chocolate in her pantry. And Mr Salmon down the road loves vacationing in Europe, which gives me lots of time to go over and swim in his pool. April squinted at Loretta. She wasn't sure if she was joking. She didn't look at all like the sort of person who would break into houses. She was much too neat and pretty for a start. If April broke into a house, she would look like she'd been pulled through a hedge backwards. Don't you have a pool, asked Finn. Of course, said Loretta, but Salmon has a better jacuzzi. What about the security system, asked Finn. Loretta laughed. That's the funny part. Mrs Sherman is forever overseeing murder trials, so she should know all about how devious criminals are. And yet, in her own house, the security code is 1234. Can you believe it? 1234. I was all prepared to hack the security company's mainframe, but there was no need at all. And that is the end of the chapter. So, until next time. Goodbye.